0: One
1: of these days we'll have an intro to our podcast. Uh, we're both doing the melody
0: again. <laughs> okay, well, let's try it again. One, One of these, these days, days we'll have. A <laughs> who's, taking it. <laughs> who's taking it? I'll
1: take the melody. Ooh, that's a sacrifice, and I appreciate it. I no love worries. You, okay, so you get okay, to go, be go.
0: more creative. Okay, okay, okay. Watch me fuck it up. <laughs>
1: go. One of these days we'll have an intro to our podcast oh <laughs> could you have been any more extra <laughs> dear listener jem is trying to have a perfect opener today and i'm not letting her we're going to be perfectly imperfect okay i guess it is 2021 remember we talked about how we weren't going to have resolutions but we were going to be kind on ourselves step one let the unperfect intro be in the podcast should we start the podcast <laughs> yes let's start the podcast
0: you know what i don't have time for today what don't you have time for i do not have time for people shitting on gender reveals
1: are talking about finding out the sex of your baby, period? Or are we talking about a party or a moment of a gender reveal? Because mm. I feel like that's two different things.
0: They are two different things. And I will say that I'm talking about both. But let's right. get a bit more specific. Okay. So I've got a lot of pregnant friends at the moment who are due in the coming weeks, Yay. if not days, which is very exciting. Corona and babies. They are 100% <laughs> Corona babies. Lockdown little ease. <laughs> <laughs> but what's been so wonderful is... Being a part of their gender reveals. I was a part of a gender reveal where I was given the responsibility of being the only person to know the oh, gender
1: huge. and to organize the balloon. You are the perfect person for that job. No. Yes, you are. I, okay. You, you would take the responsibility of that so heavily and that's
0: the problem (laughs) (laughs) how
1: did she find out to tell
0: you what to get so she did what's called the NIPT test or the harmony test her doctor then gave her an envelope with the results and on the envelope it said Simone do not open this okay and she gave me that envelope. So she didn't
1: know the gender. She had no oh, idea what fun. the gender was. Yeah.
0: And then I went into her car, it was in her glove box, and I opened it, and it was really funny because I felt the weight of responsibility of this. Because first of all, I couldn't slip up yeah. on the gender yeah. of her baby, and her gender reveal wasn't for two weeks. Oh god. So I had two weeks sitting like, with don't her. look at me, don't look at me. And we worked together. <laughs> so it was a it was a flippin' nightmare, to be honest. I will not do this again. Simone, if you're listening and you decide to have a third baby, i I am taking no part in knowing the gender of your child. But when I opened up the piece of paper, my brain was glitching because I thought it would say girl or boy, but instead it said female. So I was reading <laughs> the word female, but I could also see the word male within the word female. So I was like, Gemma, just <sighs> you cannot get this wrong. Because the last thing you want to do is put the wrong freaking like, confetti Looking at colour. the balloon lady
1: like, male,
0: female. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> that was my issue. I, I was like, no, it's de- I definitely see an F and an E. Female. So it's a girl. It's a girl. It's a girl. Like literally, I was genuinely not concerned. Okay with I was this, not okay. With this job. Not okay with this job. Any friends, if you want to recruit anyone, please don't let it be me.
1: <laughs> okay. So i found out the sex of both of my babies, but I didn't have any kind of reveal thing. I was just like sitting in a chair in an office and they told me.
0: Dear listener, Revzy and I are those people who simply can't wait. Can't wait. Like I I actually envy the
1: willpower of waiters. No, I genuinely do. I say that because I feel like that's a generous thing to say, but I'm also like, why wouldn't you?
0: (laughs) So this is where the trigger point of where this whole podcast began is because people who are anti- finding out the gender, are smug about the fact that they're like, I've even had people say to me, it's one of the only real surprises left in life.
1: I can't actually wrap my head around that one. First of all, life will deal you many surprises. But also, you still get the surprise. Exactly! You just don't get it while you also meet your baby, which is its own thing anyway. Yeah. And meeting your baby is, for me, nothing to do with the gender. It's like, hello, you're you what was in there? Yeah, hello, stranger. Hello, little you. Not, oh my God, you're a
0: girl. Because what does that even mean at well, that point? we can't really speak about it because yeah, neither of us... This is not us, a fair convo. It's not fair. It, this would be a better conversation if one of us waited <laughs> till the Should we call Claire?
1: Should we get the good mum here? Should we get the good mum on the phone? <laughs> my sister found out and her husband didn't find out. Okay,
0: this blows my mind because when you know the gender you can't help but get into the nesting stage towards the end of your pregnancy and you start to fill the drawers with little clothes. Oh, you you open st- that
1: top drawer of the the nursery and you were like, "Cool, you're having a boy," but somehow he did not click to that. He didn't want to know. He must have known. No, he didn't know. I don't buy and she, that. And she actually had a bit of fun like every now and then pretend slipping up that it was a girl. But what if he deep down wanted a girl? Well, if he deep down wanted anything, he should have declared it. I don't get these mind games people play with themselves about, well, I really want a boy, so I can't find out because if I find it, it's a girl, what, what, what are you gonna do? Send it back? No, I, I, I actually have an
0: opinion on this. Okay. If you have a gender preference and I'm someone who did not have a gender preference, I knew that somewhere in the collection of my children, I was hoping there would be a girl in there and this has nothing to do with Anything other than that, I have such a boss relationship with my mum that I would hope to replicate that with a daughter. And that's not to say that I can't have that with a son. However, I do think that if you do have a gender preference, that having a gender reveal party where you have a whole load of people there watching you and for you to pop the balloon is... It's problematic I have heard stories of a couple Who were pregnant with twins They were fraternal twins They were non-identical And the mum had very overtly told people That she wanted a girl In that combination of twins somewhere She was like, I've got two Like, what are the chances of them both being boys They were both boys And she failed to mask any disappointment and was in tears and the worst thing is is everyone's filming it because we're in 2021 and everyone videos and captures and documents i, mean, I everything. love that so i feel like
1: <laughs> that is a very stressful situation i find the whole thing so funny what For, on so, there's so much to unpack in this right I know. first of all the idea that a gender defines a human being we can all now say that's so silly.
0: I'm going to debate this. Okay. <laughs> we're, in,
1: we're back in full debate
0: mode, guys. I feel like the pendulum has swung. And I know there's always a need for overcorrecting yep. in society so that we get back to the happy medium. Mm-hmm. But I do feel this idea of like, don't gender identify your child. No, no, no. At the end of the day, boys and girls, they're born with their assigned genitalia sure. and I'm using the word in in yeah. inverted commas yeah, yeah. because that is there yeah but it doesn't it doesn't tell you anything about who they are no and it doesn't define their sexuality no. or their sexual orientation yeah. but they're born with a penis or a vagina or if they're hermaphrodite they're born with both Yeah. so <laughs> I can
1: look we can do <laughs> I feel like you need a whole list of stuff you need to rattle up now to make this a woke <laughs> comment
0: I know and this is the problem with you and I when we go into Yay. deep dives our brains go into overdrive and it's almost like like roots of a tree just like yeah. expand across thousands of kilometers, and I could dive into so many topics. So l- allow me to go back on track. Yeah, you have a boy and a girl, and yeah. yes, you're right. It doesn't pigeonhole them into who they are at all.
1: Yeah, continue. Well, that's just what's funny. Like, I, so I had, I will openly tell you, I had a preference. I wanted a girl. I really wanted a girl. I come from a long line of girls. I have a sister. So when I was first pregnant, I was like, "It's a girl! It's a girl! I know it!" Just like I know it in my bones, and it was a girl well done me. <laughs> oh my God. This is such a great story. Cause I know where this is going. Yeah. And then I was like, I got greedy. I was like, now I want sisters. Now I want two girls. Now I want 10 girls. <laughs> you know,
0: so. Can I just interject? Why didn't you have any consideration for boys? Do you
1: think? I just didn't know it. I think, I think we're more simple than we give ourselves credit for. Like, I think most people instinctually want what they came from is what i've observed
0: but i think it's often because girls know girls it's that really yes. base saying of like it's just what we know yeah. i mean i'll admit that when iggy came along i was like oh my god look at all this junk with this penis and balls and i've got to try and get all the poo off of yeah it. like, it's a whole
1: thing a whole that's thing. a whole other thing mm. well you have a brother yeah yeah you come from a boy and a girl family and i just wonder if it's like somewhere in there you kind of just instinctually want to recreate your family unit no because i've
0: always wanted a sister
1: and i also get you've got one babe
0: i know i have (laughs) me i know but you've kind of look i'm in a really
1: snarky mood you're in a i'm in a bit of a bear pokey mood i was like was
0: that genuine or was she
1: mocking me no
0: you are my sister i
1: genuinely see you as a sister and you have two beautiful sisters-in-law that are like real sisters i
0: love my sisters-in-law they're the best anyway back to gender
1: First of all, I think it's hilarious everyone pretends they don't have a preference.
0: I'm sorry, but there are people who genuinely don't. My mum is one of those people. How do you know? You didn't know your pregnant, mum. I've had this conversation with her. As if she remembers 30 years ago no. she genuinely didn't have a preference. She has said to me, I could not care if I had two boys, two girls, one of each.
1: I don't know. I just think everyone, gun to your head, what do you want, would have something creep out of their mouth okay for me if
0: if that if I were to have one child
1: yeah there you go I just think you dig a little bit and everyone's and I think that's okay I think that's like saying do you like coffee or tea or cats or dogs like it's fine I also believe whatever you get given is what you're meant to have and you love them and it's like amazing when I found out I was having a boy I cried (laughs) Uh, it was my second baby and you know what I love that you're being really open and honest about this because I it's funny when you look back on it like why did I care I have my teddy he's my favorite little human boy in the world and I wouldn't have it any other way but at the time I wanted sisters and what did it was I even thinking I know and it seems absurd to think about it now
0: but I do know a lot of people who are yet to have children or who are pregnant who are girly girls I'm talking friends of mine who grew up As dancers, dancing, whirling and twirling, loved the tutus, loved all of it, and are suddenly saying things like, Oh, I just know I'm gonna be a boy, mum, and I really want boys. And I call bullshit. I'm like, That is self preservation. Like, you're doing a lady doth protest too much. Where you're like, I just want boys. Who wants girls? Girls are so complicated and tricky. And I'm like, no way. You had the best relationship with your mum growing up and you
1: went to all the But you dads- think they're protecting themselves in uh, case they have boys and they don't uh, get their girls. A
0: hundred percent.
1: Okay. It's fine for them to do that. It's just funny watching us weird little humans play mind games on ourselves. <laughs> I know. Trying to trick It's like when you're trying to get pregnant and you're like, oh, we're just like, whatever. We're just not not trying. But you're actively fucking trying. Okay. I feel triggered by that. <laughs> oh, I did that. I did that for about three months. And then I was like, okay, now I'm like full blown actively trying. But it's these mind games you play with yourself to try and trick yourself into not caring. But you feel what you feel at the deep level.
0: Dear listener, something I I want to share is Revs was so convinced she was having another girl. Like I'm talking she was so convinced she had me convinced. <laughs> she had even named her at that time was toying with the idea of the name Sadie. Oh.
1: Still devastated. You still, never got to use that name. Do you name. still
0: carry a flame for oh, Sadie? I love Sadie but- girl. So Rebs had me so convinced she was having a girl that one night I had a very vivid dream. Now, my close group of friends know this about me. I have a really good strike rate with guessing the gender. And it comes in the form of a dream or a vibe that washes over me one day. And I would give myself a 9 out of 10
1: in terms of guessing the gender. And let's just add into that mix another statistic that you're 50-50% chance of getting it right. Totally.
0: (laughs) Jeez, just bring me down a peg, why don't you? Here I'm thinking I'm a fucking clairvoyant and here you are throwing out facts.
1: (laughs) How dare you? You did successfully pick a set of twins, which uh, that, that is a wild card, I will admit. Thank you. Okay.
0: So I had a dream about Rebs' baby. I had this vivid dream that I was at a little boy's birthday party and he had white blonde hair and it was his birthday party and it was at your mum's house, so it was your child and he was being bam bam yeah. from the Flintstones. He was just like bam bam, and he was this boisterous little boy. And and then I laughed it off. I was like, ha, ha,
1: but we know you're having a girl. And deep down I was sweating. <laughs> I was sweating. I was like <laughs> Oh no, she's had the dream. She's had the dream. No, I'm going to be the first time she's wrong.
0: Yeah, Gem's not that prophetic, despite what (laughs) she thinks. So let's come to the moment when you found out that Teddy was in fact a boy.
1: Yeah, so I was sitting on my bed and I knew the call was coming. My mother-in-law was in town from Scotland. And so she was in the house. And the call came up on my phone and it was a private number and I just you know when you're waiting for that well you don't because you haven't done it this way but I knew it was gonna come through any moment so I grabbed my husband and I was like come with me come with me and I answered the phone on the speaker and we sat on our bed and I was like hello oh hi is that Kate blah 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 and they went through all the things um, I have a agenda here of your baby would you like to know it I was like yes and she goes you are growing a little boy and I was like no, um, Kate, Kate Reeves. <laughs> and Denial. And she's like, yep. Yeah. And, and I said, are you sure? <laughs> and she said, are you happy? Because she must love her job thinking she's delivering like happy news to people all the time. And I was like, yeah, thank you. Hung up. <laughs> oh my God. <gosh>. Start crying. <laughs> oh, Ramsey rude. And I had to pass off my tears as like tears of joy. Did you actually? Not to my husband because he was laughing at me. Because he's like, oh, no. (laughs) To my mother-in-law. Because she was there. And we walked out of the bedroom and she's like, you found out. And I was like, yep, it's a boy. I was just crying. And I was like, I'm so happy. She was so happy because my husband is famously notoriously you could say her favorite she's oh vo- for sure she's vocalized it he is the golden son she's literally said graham is my favorite and we're all like ha, ha ha she's like no really so so she was so excited and i was just like just pacing just walking in the house going well well what 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 now So throughout your pregnancy, at what point did you come to terms with it? Well, quite quickly. And that's my personality. I quickly, I have like a, I feel something really intensely. And then I have a really quick bounce back rate. I'm obsessed with Teddy. And I love that he has an older sister. And I love that she has a younger brother. It's a lovely dynamic. I'm so happy with it. I have to say, like, I actually don't think about it anymore. But when I had Teddy, I wanted Isla. When my milk came in, I had these intense feelings of where's my real baby? This isn't my real baby.
0: It's weird, isn't it? Because I think when you have your second child, and I've experienced this recently with Iggy, is there such a
1: stranger. Such a stranger. And you feel
0: like you know your firstborn well, so f- intimately. I feel...
1: I've thought about this. Your firstborn is still that level of stranger, but it's your first experience. So every day with your firstborn is you grow more and more intimately linked and you know them so well but you don't have that comparison to say oh today i know them better than yesterday it yeah. just sort of evolves naturally i remember being in the hospital with my firstborn and a friend coming to see me she was like two days old and saying is it just the most amazing feeling that no one knows you in the world more than her and you no one knows her more than you and i was like yeah and in my head i was like, "What?" <laughs> You're
0: like, I don't know this I person I don't know that all. feeling. Yeah.
1: Um, but I did feel instantly close to her. I didn't feel like, what is this baby? I did have that instant feeling that pe- some people talk about, which I know not everyone gets. No,
0: I didn't. I was I know a you slow burn. Didn't. You were a, slow, a real burn. slow burn. I did
1: have the instant rush of love and all the tears with Isla. But I remember the first night at home is when I felt the rush of love from Teddy. So it was, a sl- it was slower. But I remember the feeling of like... Oh, love this child so much and it hit me but it was later than the first one
0: see that's interesting because I had the reverse so with Rafa it was a real slow burn like the moment she was born I didn't get that explosion of love yeah I went into practical mum mode okay I've got to keep this person alive this person is my responsibility I need to change her nappy I need to make sure that we work together to get this latching thing right like I went hardcore into control mode which again reflects my personality but the love came really unexpectedly and really delightfully when Rafa was three months old. Mm. And it came as a huge rush at 1 a.m. We mm. were doing a 1 a.m. feed and I had a dim light on and she was suckling away and I just looked down at her and she locked eyes with me and I was a puddle. Like, whereas with Iggy, it was instant. Mm. So different. Oh, wow. Oh. And he was a cesarean birth, yeah. So, wow. which is so different yes. to Rafa, and I just, but I think maybe it's because I knew the love that I had for Rafa, yeah. so I, I put less pressure on it because I was like, I know I'm gonna you trust love the this process. Kid. I trust. More. I trusted the process. Yeah. Although I will say that. I wasn't immune to those fears of, am I going to love a second child as much as my first? Like Rafa's made pretty big boots for this second baby to fill. Like Rafa is so cool and fun and, and clever and interesting and fascinating and complex. Like, could my heart love another kid and of course it does your heart expands everyone tells you that
1: but you have that genuine fear don't you you? do i did i was like i'm never gonna love another baby like i love this one
0: yeah i mean i i said it to my mum once and my mum was like oh my god you're ridiculous of course you love your children equally well if
1: anything you love the young i don't yet but i've watched most people love their youngest the most don't you reckon I would say that. Maybe not your mum. No, look, I know. Let's be honest. You're not your mum's favorite.
0: <laughs> no, my brother can do no wrong in my mum's eyes. Like, literally, I could make a 10-course banquet for my mum, and she would have the same reaction to my brother throwing her crumbs totally. on the ground. You could make a
1: 10-course banquet for mum. She'd be like, ooh, it's a bit spicy.
0: <laughs>
1: and then my brother,
0: like, chucks some, like, crumbs, and my mum will be like,
1: look what he doing. Tim like,
0: I'll never forget this one time my mum said to me I had a 40 minute FaceTime with Tim And I was like And I talk to you every day
1: Anyway it's yeah. fine It's
0: fine I can laugh about it's it It's
1: fine I'm not my mum's favourite My sister is definitely my mum's favourite
0: So this isn't like projection So it's not like my brother's over
1: there in New York Saying oh my god Gem's a favourite And your uh, sister's in no, her house saying no. Oh no Kate's okay, definitely a no, favourite My the sister favorite. and I have agreed That I'm my dad's favourite and she's my mum's favourite. I wonder if they agree. I don't think they do. I think they'd be mortified. They'd be like, what? No, we love you equally. They're very fair parents. They do everything so fairly.
0: Do you know what? Maybe I could say I'm my dad's favourite. Oh,
1: for sure you yeah, are. Yeah, I reckon I could be my dad's favourite. For sure you are. And I wonder if it usually divides fairly like that. You know
0: what, Tim, you can have mum. <laughs> you can be her favourite. I'll be dad's favourite. <laughs>
1: but no, I'm so close with my mum. I want to be her favourite. But favorite. I have definitely not landed on a hard forever favourite yet with my kids. Well, they I'm can st- still compete. There's plenty of time for them to win <laughs> the your title t- of my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something weird is happening for me at the moment. I'm like, like my kids. Oh my god. Like I want to hang out with them.
0: Oh, I don't know what's going on Oh I don't feel the same it's way It's discombobulating I feel that way about Iggy Because we've just come out of lockdown guys Something we should celebrate yeah. We are finally free Which is why we're recording this episode together But um, I love Rafa But she
1: is doing my head in Oh babe I don't even know how to say this Three is harder than two She's about to cry <laughs> Three is two But with more language More volume, more power, and more knowledge on how to press your buttons. Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, I have heard the term three-nager. Three-nagers are way harder than terrible twos. Terrible twos is a cakewalk compared to three. I can't deal with this information.
0: Look, it's 2021. (laughs) You actually
1: can't deal with this information, and it's not fair for me to put this on you because there's nothing you can do about it at this stage. And I actually hate this kind of mum, the kind of mum I'm being right now, who's like, oh, just you wait. Just you wait till they're three. Yeah, but everything we hate in other
0: people are merely reflections of how we are at times. That's so true. Hey, back to gender reveals. Yes. Can sorry. we go
1: back? I feel like we did not finish that conversation. Properly. No,
0: we didn't. But I think I can just draw the conclusion that each to their own. There oh is my a- God, yes. I just you think- do you. Yeah, you do you. Whether- but I must say. <laughs> oh, here we go. She's, I back be on her-
1: She's back on her high horse, guys. Okay. Brace yourselves. This is going to be maybe an unpopular opinion. I enjoyed your gender reveal okay, because it was like I got the video and I felt really intimately part of it, right? I've never been to a gender reveal party.
0: Yeah, just to let our dear listeners know, both of my gender reveals were just done with our
1: immediate family. So my parents, Hubbs' parents, and his sisters and brother And it's really fun how you do it. You get the balloon and then everyone has a guess yeah. and writes down what they think. And yeah. it's like, dear listener, Jem is game obsessed she loves really nerdy games like settlers of guitar i've got the expansion pack guys (laughs) no one cares and then she also loves articulate she likes um what's the other one taboo she loves games she loves any kind of game look it gets intense and we can go into this another time why we call her game nazi it's not necessarily fun but jem loves a game night do you know what you're not welcome to my game nights because i oh, like i'm not coming
0: i'm happy not to be invited any other game nazis out there will get me if you're playing a game you need everyone in on board with their attention there i
1: can't stand this why you like queen's gambit because everyone took it hella serious i literally <laughs>
0: said to my husband can we buy a chessboard i need to learn and how he to... was like can we get a divorce <laughs> dear listeners, my husband is not a good participant in any form of games. Because game. he's social. Because he is the most extrovert, social little butterfly, but also loves a drink. So halfway through, his- <laughs> he gets
1: sloppy. <laughs> yes.
0: And then I get irritated. And FYI, never want to be on the same team as him.
1: I always palm him off to, I guess. Okay. So, so you set up your gender reveal, almost like a game. Like everyone gets to choose. You like that kind of parlor game thing it's the brit in you i do yeah and it's really lovely and you have one it's immediate family and you pop it and there's a video and you send that to your close friends or put it up when the time's right or whatever it's lovely i actually really enjoy that so i need to say that because so back to your unpopular opinion when i see someone doing a social media gender reveal i judge them what are you judging what are you what are you hating on do you know what it is i think in at a deep level it's like no one cares
0: Oh, I was thinking that on a deep level you were like, I didn't do one for either no! of my kids. <laughs> no. And that you were just jealous.
1: No, it's. Re- I, I promise you it's not that. I found out the gender of my daughter sitting at my morphology scan with this like charismaticless person with a Doppler on my belly who said, oh, there it is. Do you want to know the gender? And we went, yep. And she went, it's a girl. And I was like, yes. I was stoked. That was it. It was still an intense rush of love and feeling and surprise. It was still a surprise moment, and you're looking at me like that is so dull.
0: <laughs> no, I was just thinking, what is there to judge about other people sharing I know. their gender? Like I I'm, know. I'm still like I'm quizzical about it I because I'm, like, I don't
1: even know, and I'm declaring that I, it's gross of me, and I don't know where the feeling comes from. Okay,
0: but you did make a statement where you said no one cares, no right? One cares. Okay, sure, no one cares what your fourth baby's gender is. Well, you know what, dear listener, I like to think that our podcast is a balanced diet. And <laughs> And I care. So there you go, revs. We're back to our yin and yang. We can oh agree to God, disagree.
1: I know. What is it? What is it that gets me
0: so like, ah, uh, about it? I don't know. If you can't articulate it, I sure as heck can't. Yeah. So Rebsy, something that I have been dying to talk about, and it's one of my favorite topics, is baby names. Oh, yes.
1: Oh, I would have 30 babies just to name them. Same.
0: I don't want 30 babies, no. but I love the task of naming a child. Same. And I know that there are people who go through life hating their own names. You are one of those people. I feel a great indifference to my name. I'm not like, yeah, I love being
1: Jemma. We are the era of indifferent names. We're the Jessicas, the Kates. (laughs) The 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 (laughs) Lauren's
0: but talk me through how you landed on the names, the beautiful names of your children.
1: Yes. So I definitely wanted Scottish names. That's how I set out on my baby naming journey. Yep. I wanted to, because we were in Australia, living in Australia, we had no plans to live anywhere else. I thought, well, it'd be really nice to pay homage to Graham's Scottish heritage. Yep. Plus I just like Celtic names. I mean, it's so easy. Like, you know, okay. if I'd I... married someone where I wasn't into the vibe of the names of that culture, it might not have been so romantic, but I just really like Celtic names. I also love Celtic names. Cannot
0: stand how they are spelt. Oh well, you can choose. On what planet is
1: Siobhan spelt Siobhan? Well, in your Western culture, it's not, but in that culture, that's how it's spelled. Ila can also be spelt I. L-E with an acute what you would call in French an acute I don't know I can't remember what it's called in Gaelic and I did think about it for five seconds no I did no so we took two years to conceive Isla as well so we both have similar stories with um, struggling to conceive our first we were actually in Scotland when I found out I was pregnant with Isla and we had accidentally conceived her on the Isle of Skye so I was like well she's got to be called Skye or Isla it just like made so much sense to me to name her after this special place that had brought us a baby and Isla had always oh you're so romantic I know I know but like so basic as well like oh I named it after the place it was conceived <laughs> like wow <laughs> no one's ever done that before profound I've also always had the opinion that like you're not special. You don't own a name. You didn't invent anything. Like everyone thinks they're arriving at this really special name. And then you go to kindergarten and look, oh, there's four Islas. Like something was going on in the guys. <laughs> Said like a true Kate, born Said. in 1985. There Did a- are nine Kates in our year at school, you know, whatever. So I'm not, I don't ever feel like I own a name. I'm precious about it. Guys,
0: she's actually really precious about it what you are precious about the fact that you're you were one of eight kates oh i hate that yeah yeah exactly and you're
1: sitting here being like i'm not precious about that why do you think i like tried to sort of change my name many times throughout my life fun fact
0: slash deviation there was a time uh, no joke where kate started to spell her name c-e-i-g-h-t with an acute on the e which makes no, no sense, sense. <laughs> but she just wanted
1: to be different i just was desperate for some kind of interesting identity <laughs> i was like it's kate but with because people used to say with a K or with a c and i used to fucking love that like oh, something interesting but no it's a K, like every <laughs> other basic kate so then i was like well maybe it is with a c maybe i am kate with a c <gasps> maybe the eight is spelt like what? the number eight yes <laughs> you did have that the k and the Oh, eight. it's so sad anyway so i love made sense and then i definitely didn't want to do passed down middle names because i feel like no one ever really uses their middle name so i wanted to just give the kids like a fun creative middle name that they could ditch if they didn't like but also was nice as well
0: i think it's different if you've lost a significant elder yeah sure then middle
1: names play an important role but other than that i definitely didn't feel the pull to name my kids after my own parents or after my husband's parents i just didn't Feel that pull at all My mum and my mother-in-law Both actually came to me separately And were
0: like You don't Don't need to use our names Like <laughs> That's good Especially my mum Her name is Phil Which is spelt P-H-Y-L And my mum Hates her name, and she's got a hardcore chip on her shoulder that she didn't even get a middle name.
1: Oh my god. And she
0: always plays up to this narrative of like, I was the fourth accident child. And by that point, my parents were so over naming children that they just called me Phil Smith, no middle name. And my mom has a real chip about it. So, bless her heart, she was like, when I was pregnant with Rafa, she was like, do not use my name. And I was like, oh no. I was never going to. I was like, okay, good. I just needed to check that. Yeah.
1: I think that would be really intense. If, so, if someone in the family wanted a specific name, I would probably rebel against it. And I don't know. I've never experienced that pressure. And that
0: is so you in a nutshell. Yeah.
1: So we landed on blue for Isla because my grandfather... Oh, here we go. It is a family connection. <laughs> but no... And backtrack backtrack, 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 backtrack. But it wasn't... It's not like a tradition that was put on me. My grandfather's name was neil but he had red hair and his nickname was bluey so i always loved that and so i thought that's a nice connection but also i really like the name blue so isla blue that was her name oh my god i forgot
0: that that's where blue came from because yeah. for me i thought you thought calling her isla sky after the Arlo oh i could sky. never call her isla sky <laughs> well, i thought that was two on the nose so you yeah. went well the sky's blue wow so i'll make it wow i did
1: why not? Like, uh, the,
0: wow. Is it completely absurd that you went, well, I don't want to call her Isla Sky. So but the sky is blue,
1: so I'll call her blue. <laughs> the the sky of so- Scotland for us is not I'm sorry, blue.
0: but that is just b- Isla Grey. Isla Grey. <laughs> well,
1: her dad says Grey. <laughs> All these discoveries we're making. Oh, no, Isla Blue is her name. And then when I was pregnant with a boy, I was like, well, okay, Hamish was always our boy's Scottish boy's name. So I was like, Love hey, the name Hamish. Love the name Hamish. Still love it. Sat with it for ages. Pretty much, he was called Hamish in my belly for a while. And then one day, I was just like, I don't Sorry, know. dear listener, I have to jump in for Graham because
0: Gray does not have this platform to voice his view. But Gray was really <laughs> pushing Elliot. Elliot. Yeah. He
1: really wanted Elliot. Yeah. He wanted Elliot because this is so my husband. He wanted the little boy from E.T. Oh,
0: that's so cute. Yeah, because my is husband's so-
1: a massive film buff buff and et spielberg he wanted elliot i actually really love the name elliot but and this i can't explain it just wasn't my kid no i get that I like get i actually that. really like the name it's not like i'm like ugh, don't like that name but it just I was, I was like that's not my son yeah elliot no one day we were just at the beach and it just kind of like w- washed over me it was like theodore teddy i've always liked theodore i used to like when i was in my hardcore theater days <laughs> She can't even say it. To it just her sounds listener. so wanky, but Dostoevsky. Not calling the baby Dostoevsky, but his name was Fyodor, the oh. Russian version of Theodore. Yeah. And I loved that. And I was like, oh, I like Theodore. Always liked Theodore the little chipmunk.
0: From Alvin, Simon, and Theodore. Theodore, yeah. yeah it's it's cute, cute. Little chipmunk.
1: And I love Teddy. I think Teddy's a cool name that's like really cute when they're little, but also it's kind of cool and fun and colloquial when they get yeah, older. Yeah. And
0: Theodore's an interesting name because I, I have met.
1: Theodores that go by Theo yes. Like the parents are very passionately In the th- direction of Theo And there's lots of Edwards that are Teddy mm-hmm. it's a, Teddy is definitely a name that is around mm-hmm. Like It's not like I've got the only Teddy in town But then he was conceived in Australia And I thought well Isla's my Scottish babe And this is my Aussie babe So he's Skip, Teddy Skip I love that Theodore Skip So I always have more fun with the middle names I don't know well I feel like you're at liberty
0: too because it's very low stakes middle names because people can easily drop it or if they love it they can use it however they want in their lives I mean Pranita is my middle name yeah which I love because my Thai grandmother gave it to me and in Thai it means grace and poise and Pranita became my professional name so when I was at acting school I dropped my actual surname which is Chumsai Naayutia and the reason for that was because graduating from drama school I didn't want to be pigeonholed based on how my surname looks. Um, Chumsai Na'iutia is actually a Thai name but one of my great grandfathers somewhere decided to actually spell it with an X even though it's pronounced with a ch which is CH and I thought X is very much aligned to most Chinese names and I was like well I mean people are just going to make these assumptions about me and I want to go into the acting world very ethnically ambiguous so I went with Pranita and it's funny because a lot of people align it more to like spanish roots Like yeah. people are
1: like oh is that spanish and you I'm... could look spanish you could look many things you could look hispanic you could look eurasian you could look brazilian persian what i've had remember when we were sidebar gem and i went to russia on a theater grant once that's another story for another time but remember we were walking down the street in moscow and we're like gem are these your people yeah you look mongolian i
0: do or uzbekistanian <laughs> i've learned... <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so you're ethically ambiguous.
0: <laughs> I am. And another story that dear listeners might not know is that Gemma Peanut came about because if you type Pranita into your iPhone the name Pranita autocorrects to the word peanut So so a lot of my friends were like oh my god Gem I just tried to like save your number into my iPhone and you've accidentally saved as Gemma Peanut and then it stuck and then I used it as my Instagram name and now it's weirdly became now it's
1: your name and this is the funny thing when you name a kid right you could call your child Theodore. And their mates at school are gonna call them Buck or
0: something. Totally. I mean, I had this argument with my husband because my husband was really big on names that weren't teasable or malleable into like some horrible nickname. So Such as? So for example, one of the names I threw out for Raffle was Bluebell, because I love the name Beautiful. Bluebell and my husband was like, Bluebell? She'll be known as Blueballs. <laughs> Maybe at an all boys school they'll Not call with her anyone blue- who you'd wanted to hang out
1: with. Yeah,
0: like blue balls. Are you serious? So then he was like, I could never call my daughter Bluebell and I was like, Fuck you, I love that name. I like it too. One of the Front runner names for Iggy For me was Kit
1: Yeah I loved
0: it Because Lo- I just thought Kit it would Rooney would
1: so suit him as well
0: It would so suit him And I was having a hardcore Jon Snow love affair stage And I was like well don't be one of those people That calls their kids like Galadriel <laughs> <laughs> Galadriel or Khaleesi Or, or Leia <laughs> So I thought Kit was kind of a nice tribute To my love of Game of Thrones Without being too on the nose And Kit Harrington is such a fucking babe such a And babe. Kit Rooney is such a cool name So when I floated the name Kit with hubs, he literally went Kit, like kitty cat, like meow. I was
1: like, Oh Oh my god! I was like, He's got some sick burns in there. (laughs) I
0: know. And I said, Babe. You can nickname anyone's name into something vile. I know a Fiona and her nickname is Feces. Like,
1: <laughs> you gave her that nickname.
0: I I did not That's give, on you. No, I did not give Fee Peps the nickname Feces, but I do love calling her Feces.
1: <laughs> so how did you land on Rafa then? Because obviously Rafa could be lots of things, surely. Raphaella smells like a <laughs> pffella. Pa- That's what I thought. Paella. That's not mean. I'd be okay with smelling like a
0: paella (laughs) So my hubs loves really girly girl names As soon as he found out he was having a daughter He was like I love girls names And he loved anything that ended in Ella He was like Isabella, Arabella, Annabella, Ella, Bella Like literally Ballerina (laughs) Yeah (laughs) Whereas I like really more tomboyish names, so Mm -hmm. I love Stevie, Billy, Frankie, all those kinds of names. Totally. Rafaela was a beautiful mix of I think the strong and the soft because I love Rafa and (laughs) I am a diehard Rafael Nadal fan. I'm not a sporty person, and there aren't many sports that I follow. But one thing I do follow religiously is tennis. You're a tennis nut. So I thought, oh, how cool to call a girl Rafa. And then I pitched it as Rafaela to my (laughs) husband. And he loved how exotic it sounded as well. I will say, though, that in going into the naming of Rafa, we actually had a short list of three girls names for most of the pregnancy. And those names were obviously Rafa was one of them. Sailor was Mm. the other. And Hubs liked
1: these names. So we had, yeah, there was a strong option for Sailor Rooney. Sailor Rooney is very close to Sailor Moon. (laughs) (laughs) So Jem's baby name growing up was always, always Pepper. I know. From Annie, right? Yes. Yes, from Annie the Musical. And it was always going to be her baby. We all knew that her baby was going to be called Pepper. And then she married a guy called Rooney. Pepper Rooney. <laughs> oh.
0: uh, so yeah, so Pepper was very quickly vetoed.
1: Yeah. Rightfully of, so.
0: Absolutely. So we had Raffaella Sailor and the third one was Scarlet. Mm, beautiful. And I love Scarlet Rooney. I just thought it was so pretty. But the thing that put me off Scarlet, and I do apologize if any dear listeners have a little girl called Scarlet, and please know that I genuinely love that name. But I was about 32 weeks pregnant. And I was sitting in a playground and there was this beautiful little girl and her name was Scarlett. But her dad was yelling at her because if I'm honest, Scarlett, while she was beautiful, was being a little bit of a shit. And her dad was like, "Scarlet, Scarlett, get over here, Scarlett, Scarlett. I'll say it one more. Scarlett, one, two, Scarlett, put your listening ears on. And that night I went to bed and I had nightmares
1: about the name Scarlett. Like this dad just just destroyed that name for me. And it can happen so quickly. My girlfriend has a test called the get in the car test that you have to add after any baby name you're considering. So you say your baby name followed by get in the car and see if you still like it. (laughs) So you go, Isla, get in the car. Fine. Actually, fine. Scarlett, get in the car. (laughs) You can kind of twist any of them, but it's such a good test. It's so easy to accidentally say you don't like a name and then it's someone else's name. Do you know who I feel for? School teachers
0: when school teachers oh. have to name their own children it is the most challenging task because more they've often they've always
1: they... known a dickhead called sarah exactly <laughs>
0: exactly so it's
1: like it's a nightmare for them they have they're oh working with the slimmest list of names ever when i was in my first mother's group i had a friend who's called her daughter imogen and she's like yes i love i names because i've got isla she's like i love i names i really wanted isla but my husband um he did, he just didn't and I was like, oh, he hates Isla. <laughs> like she, she found herself halfway through the sentence, but he hated Isla. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like so easy to. It's so personal. It is so personal. I mean,
0: I like left of field more unusual names. Dear listener, I'm sorry for that rattling in the background.
1: That's Iggy just playing. He's awake. Daycare hasn't started yet. So here we are. So I have a friend who's Greek Australian. Her partner is Portuguese Danish. Finding a name that didn't mean bin or rubbish <laughs> Between or all the languages. penis in one of those languages for their son was really difficult. They literally made up a name. What's his name? Remarius, Remy. Oh, cute. It's beautiful. But like they could not land on a name that didn't mean something horrible in one of those four languages. Oh, that is Did so Did you have great. that with
0: Thai? Oh, I really badly wanted a Thai name in there. So Rafa's middle name is Sky. And the reason why it's Sky... <laughs> Again, we're such basic bitches, but my husband and I love nature. We love the ocean. We love my sunsets. my God, you
1: guys are the only ones who love nature. We are the only ones. We're
0: it's really important that special. your child is
1: called a nature name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we went with Sky, but my husband put his foot down and said, you can't just spell it like the word Sky, because I wanted to spell it S-K-Y, and he was like, you got to chuck an E in there. And I was like, you know what? Fine.
1: I'll, I'll let Classic you. negotiation. <laughs>
0: yeah and while we're on the politics of naming your child something i should mention is that you guys know how close i am to my mum i talk about it all the time but the one thing i would not let her in on were our chosen baby names not even the short list because my mom is the ultimate judge, Judy, mm-hmm. about names. Mm-hmm. Like she visibly and viscerally responds to a name that she hates. And she's not even subtle about it. She'll be like, Ugh, that's an awful name. You know? And I was like, well, you know what? You are never going to know your grandchildren's names. And if I'm really honest and if we deep dive into my true emotions, I constantly seek my mom's approval. Yes, so you do. I didn't- you
1: try so hard not to, but you live for her approval. <laughs> I know. It annoys me. It's because you're not her favorite.
0: I think that's it I think you're right I think you've hit oh god dear therapy <laughs> and I was so nervous when she walked into the delivery suite and we said her name's Rafaela, and I thought oh my god brace yourself because my mum can't even fake it like she can't yeah put no. on a facade and go oh my god that's lovely like I know my yeah, mum she when, can't fake it I know when my mum doesn't like something because she goes oh that's interesting <laughs> She used to say that when I was a teenager, I would come down the stairs wearing something and she'd look me up and down and go, oh, that's an interesting outfit choice. But luckily when she met Rafa, she was like, oh, I love that name. And I knew it was genuine. And to this day, I know she still loves Rafa's
1: name. Yeah, my mum vetoed a few names. I really liked Rufus. I really love Rufus. I I love Rufus Wainwright. Yes. same. I really wanted superhero alliteration like Peter Parker. I wanted something Roberts. Our last name is Robertson. So I wanted something with an R for Robertson for both my kids, but just never found the right thing that was going to work. But I did think of Rufus Robertson. It is a bit of a mouthful. No, I love it. But my mum was like, Rufus? Rufus And like You know Like couldn't even Have the word in her mouth So I was like Damn that's fucking ruined <laughs> But I did the opposite of you I claimed my names early You did You let everyone Of yeah. our friends Know the names Which yeah. again
0: I find that really interesting Because where has this tradition Come from Of, of keeping, saving it Yeah of saving it As a secret Because you were very mm. open About both of your kids names While they were in the womb Yeah and we all Were referring to my bump Right as Isla Which was really nice Because nice. by the time
1: Isla came We were like There you are there Isla you are, Isla Blue yeah, I don't know. I'm just a classic overshare, I guess. And I don't, there's so much that is special about having a baby. So much. None of those things are what its name is and what its gender is. Really? I just don't think that's what's special. I had the hugest surprise. It was flooded with feelings, flooded with love. The first time I gave birth was still probably the most special day of my life. I had the first grandkid in the family as well. That was so special. Yeah, that's special. Bringing the the next generation of children into the family. But
0: also you're assigning... New
1: hugely important roles to family members. Yeah. Bringing the first grandchild in. Totally. So I had all those special things, but I don't count like revealing the name and revealing the gender as like the major part of it. I just don't see it that way. And I totally respect and get that that is it for other people, but for me, it's just not. Mm. I'm just, I just can't hold it in. Once I've decided on something, I'm a big oversharer.
0: See, upon reflection, I don't know why I kept it a secret. You
1: know, you just said you were protecting your own feelings from your mum. No, judgment I, yeah oh, sorry my mum is one thing but I didn't tell you no because you can't tell me before you tell your mum
0: can I oh, oh sure. well I don't it. know I didn't think about it to that's be what I assumed
1: can I just claim something though I guessed Rafa's name you did I've got a text message to prove it I was texting our mate M, and I was like my money's on Rafa Raffaella something a some version of Rafa yeah and I you got it right. you, like, you, no. did, God, you did you did so smug when I got that
0: yes you were <laughs> so what about Iggy then First of all, I find boys' names 10 million times harder than Same. girls' names. I had girls' names coming out the wazoo. Yeah. With boys, I was like, oh, crickets. <laughs> and I think I was heartbroken because Hub's very early on vetoed Kit. And yeah. I really had my heart set on Kit. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I've got to let go of that dream. I still haven't let go
1: of that. I love Kit Rooney. Yeah.
0: The other name that I had for Iggy was Griffin. Oh, love. Yeah, I thought Griffin Rooney was really cool. And then we could call him Finn because my husband really liked the name Finn. So that was... because. He like sharks <laughs> no believe it or not no he just likes the name finn isn't
1: it funny though when people go well i named her sand because we like the beach it's like it's like s- guys everyone likes the beach yeah <laughs> totally everyone likes the fucking beach there's no one you meet who doesn't like the beach <laughs> oh god, we just think we're so special i know
0: we do anyway we do. iggy There's no grand story behind Iggy I just threw the name out there I thought oh my god Iggy is so cute And then my husband very quickly went Oh I love Ignatius And I went no No No, I just it's just, I like the name Iggy And he's like yeah but Iggy would be Ignatius And then we had this huge debate About him thinking That your child needs a formal name And Mm. then gets called a nickname I've got a girlfriend who has a girl Called Maxie And lots of people say to her is it short for Maxine? And she's like, no, it's not short for anything. Her name is just, Maxie and I have deliberately called her Maxie so that people don't call her anything else and she confided in me that her mother-in-law always calls people by their full names oh. and she said if I called Maxie Maxine my mother-in-law without a doubt would call her Maxine and nothing else and I don't like the name Maxine I want her to be Maxie so why not just call her Maxine? Yeah. so Hubs was like well he needs to be Ignatius because Iggy is not a real name. And I was like, Iggy is absolutely a real name and you have to remember that Iggy is going to school with Arlo yes. and Hudson and yes.
1: Bowie and Hendrix. And like, if, you know, if you want to go down the annoying thing that people do which is if when he sits on a board, you know, he's going to be on a board with Atticus Huxley Meadow Ocean harlow like these are the names of their generation we know this from when we tried to that secret santa with all our kids and we're like what a cute bomb went off in this room with all like you know i know yeah exactly
0: iggy's not going to school with matthew and or john um, yeah or or benjamin or Or Andrew.
1: andrew side note do you know there are more ceos called andrew than there are women ceos are you kidding me that's a shocking statistic
0: oh my god shocking Anyway, the other argument I had with my husband, because my husband's like, well, when he goes for a job interview, he can't be like Iggy Rooney. He's got to be Ignatius Rooney, like a proper name. And I was like, what if Iggy is like a fucking rock star
1: musician, then he's Iggy fucking Rooney. And he's not like, you know, like also the job he's going to go for probably doesn't exist right now. I mean, it's pretty funny how we just... Transplant them into our lives And imagine they're going to be exactly Living a life like we've lived The rate at which things are changing Their lives haven't even been defined yet Like the jobs they're going to go for Or invent or create Maybe he'll be like you Maybe he'll be a self-starter Who knows? These are just the funny things we put on children When we're naming them
0: And the funny thing dear listener Is that my little boy's name is actually Ignatius Rooney My husband won that battle I think because I won the name Raffaella. So I was kind of happy to give him Ignatius. But I will be honest that when I'm sitting in a waiting room, like when Iggy's due for his next vaccinations or whatever, or he's unwell, and I'm in the waiting room and they, they call out, Ignatius Rooney, I, I, I want to hang my head in shame. and like, yes, that's me. <laughs> like, yes. like, Because it just sounds, to
1: me, it sounds so pompous. I know. Ign- Do you feel like that with
0: Theodore yes, sometimes? when
1: they, so I'm still Reeves my family are Robertson but I've still got my maiden name which is Reeves So when my son was born and you know they put you they put them in a little bassinet with their name card they always put the mother's surname so that there's no separation or anything even if it's not their surname so his little card said master Theodore Reeves and I was like nope (laughs) nope nope and I scribbled it out and wrote Teddy Robertson I couldn't bear it. I couldn't be lying next to Master Theodore Reeves. I was like, what is this bloody Pride and Prejudice? I was about to say Master Theodore
0: Reeves would fit perfectly into Bridgeton. <gasps> Bridgeton. Do we need to talk about Bridgeton? We do.
1: There, is there going to be an explosion of Daphnes? Cuz I'll be so jealous. Um what about Hyacinth? Oh no, Hyacinth. Love that. What a cool name. So dear
0: listeners, If you've already watched Bridgerton, you're probably going to love dissecting the show with us right now. If you haven't watched Bridgerton, just so you know, there will be spoiler alerts. So We'll try and stay away from them. We'll try and stay away from too many spoiler alerts,
1: but also I kind of want to advocate the show a little bit because because it's really struggling guys it's really struggling and if Jem doesn't advocate Bridgerton it may not get a second series (laughs) no shut
0: up (laughs) I'm advocating the show for people who like me resisted the idea of it so Revs was like oh my god Jem you have to get into Bridgerton I think my text
1: was are you watching Bridgerton like the rest of us basic
0: bitches (laughs) and I was like no is this gonna be like Emily in Paris am I gonna hate it I did Rev are solid because now we have a podcast where, like we should be watching things in unison so that we can talk about them and this is why I want to advocate for the show because what I want to push is for anyone who's feeling a little bit of resistance jumping on the Bridgerton bandwagon you need to get through the first three episodes yes I watched the first two episodes and I was like I don't get it
1: you, what's not to
0: get? Hot people in corsets using manners? Look, we'll dive into the show in a second, but I will say some things happen in the third episode. About halfway through Ep 3, I was like,
1: oh, I'm in.
0: I am so in. What was it? What got that you in?
1: I, no, I don't want to say. Okay. So I was in from the wigs. <laughs> Opening shot, wigs. Here for a wig. Love a wig. <laughs> so does Iggy. <laughs> Iggy in a wig. Seriously I love a corset The biggest regret of my life Is that I have yet to stage a restoration comedy
0: you would be the perfect person to direct a restoration comedy. Oh, I comedy.
1: love a restoration comedy. And I feel like this is the, like, restoration light. It's like something you can watch on your couch and enjoy in the same way. Something that I
0: am proud to share is that I have been in a restoration comedy. And you were
1: very good in it. Oh,
0: well, I don't know about that, but I had a lot of fun with all the costumes and the hair and
1: it was fabulous. And the innuendo and the, like, fun with language. And so fun.
0: As an actor, the reason why I especially enjoyed being in a restoration comedy on stage is because I, in my heart, knew that I could never be in a period drama on TV because of how I look. Because oh I, god, I know! Fast
1: forward, fast forward to, to
0: Bridgerton and the show is completely colourblind. Oh, it's so good. Ah, oh, you must have felt so seen. Yes, I felt so seen and I thought, oh my god, this is a show that I could have legitimately have auditioned for oh. and... I love Jane Austen. So then, have you seen the new Emma? No, with your girl
1: Anya Taylor Joy. No,
0: I love her so much from Queen's Gambit. So I yes, I'm gearing
1: myself up to watch that. But going back to Bridgerton, yeah. So you never thought you would be able to go for roles like that because of how you look no and that's and Shonda Rhimes has done such a good job with that it's not like there's one person like one black Token person black or one person. Indian person and there's so many different races yeah. in there and it just doesn't come into play
0: no, like it's, it, just, it's not part of the story it's completely irrelevant yeah. I actually think in some ways the era is semi-redundant it's kind of like Gossip Girl in the 1800s but The 1800s is almost like a window dressing
1: for it. But it does allow... It's quite contemporary. They do like classical versions of contemporary pop songs for the soundtrack. It's a costume drama.
0: It's full of exposés and it's all about society and how... It's Gossip Girl meets Pride and Prejudice. 100%. But the sex scenes. Holy dooly. The most titillating. Never in my life
1: have I seen a fuck montage before. Oh, tell me about it. It's literally a 10 minute montage of Two hot people boning. Yeah. In the rain, in the sun, on a bed, on a table. On the the stairs, in the library. In the garden. (laughs) It's
0: amazing. In the conservatory. Now, if your marriage needs a sexual reawakening, (laughs) just watch Bridgerton together. And I promise you, you guys will have a
1: great night together. You know how chess sets suddenly start selling out everywhere. I wonder if corsets are going to come back.
0: Well, Fifty Shades of Grey made sex toys (laughs) sales grow
1: exponentially. I have to say though, if the baby doll dress comes back, I'm a flipper table. Why? I hate a baby doll dress. Oh no, I love a baby doll Mm-mm-mm. dress. Can't do it with boobies. Ah, It's what? like, you look like you're pregnant, slash giving birth, slash a uh, wet nurse. Your cup runneth over. Have you noticed the titties in that show? I have, and especially Daphne's mum. I'm like, whoa girl. There's one scene in particular where they really hoiked those boobies up. That dress line is not flattering for a curve. Well, I'm, I'm quite into it. I love a sack, a tent, a dress. Yeah, but the baby doll is very specific, infantilizing, weirdness going on. <laughs> very um, under his eye. If you like Bridgerton vibes, but it's too fluffy for you, can I recommend The Great?
0: Oh, I don't know. the. Oh, no, I do know The Great. Has that got um, Dakota Fanning's sister in it? Elle Fanning. Elle Fanning. It love her.
1: so, so so good really witty dry amazing scripts the writing's exceptional the directing's amazing the performances are off the chain and it's got all the costume drama and it's colorblind casting oh okay. it's kind of like the highbrow bridgerton actually in fact i wonder if the people who made it are like Fuck you Bridgerton We came out And did this Six months ago
0: <laughs> I know But Bridgerton Has completely Taken the world By storm okay. Like it's a, it's insane How much of a Global movement It's grown to become I went into a deep dive On YouTube again Learned everything About the actors Like I just couldn't I can't get enough of it And I am hungry Thirsty Parched For season two And I don't know How long I have to wait And it's killing me You
1: know my ages. that That's an expensive show I know And now with COVID I'm like How are they gonna make it probably It probably isn't even You probably know from your deep dive is it in production yet? No it's not Well they're probably hurrying that up now
0: Oh for sure because it's the most trending show on Netflix at the moment and how's this I can't get my freaking mum on board what? And I know and my Phil We love watching a lot of shows in tandem so that we can call each other and dissect the shit out of the show. Even The Bachelor, my mum will watch. I'm like, "Mum, if you can watch The Bachelor, you can friggin watch Bridgerton." Oh. But she said to me, "I can't stand the historical inaccuracies." Oh, Phil, let it go. <laughs> and I'm like, "The show is not trying to be historical." And I said to my mum, but isn't it wonderful? Because the younger generation are going to love this. Because it's very Again, impossibly good looking people doing very sexy things. So the teens are watching. And I said, but isn't it fantastic that teens are going to watch this show and hear language used beautifully again?
1: Yeah, no one's going to the theatre anytime soon with everything going on. Exactly. And my mum goes sure there's that side of it which is fantastic interesting that's an interesting idea well
0: she basically said yes that's interesting however my concern is that the teens are going to assume that this is history and i can see her point you,
1: you guys are getting concerned about things you need not concern yourself with you know who i'm not worried about the privileged white teenagers who are going to watch bridgerton and accidentally think it's historically accurate we have bigger fish to fry phil we sure do phil
0: (laughs) Mum, if you're listening to the podcast and i know you do i'm gonna troll you till you watch it yeah revs is gonna troll you get on bridgerton in fact everyone get on bridgerton highly recommend highly highly recommend so revsy that brings us to our hashtag
1: not sponsored segment what are you not sponsoring today my hashtag not sponsored is jenga oh remember Jenga yeah love Jenga I know you love Jenga because we had it at your wedding yeah super fun I know you love a game (laughs) I don't love a game but I love something that I can do with my family that isn't mind-numbingly boring that the kids love doing that I like doing too we (laughs) gave Isla one for Christmas you can get them anywhere and little interiors styling tip I have a whimsical little basket and instead of putting the Jenga tower back in the cardboard box every time and putting it somewhere to look ugly we just keep the Jenga blocks in this little basket beautiful on the coffee table it looks really cute Teddy uses it as blocks and builds little robots and things and then when we feel like it we just build a Jenga tower and have a little game such a good idea great recommendation
0: love it my hashtag not sponsored this week is I want to support some artists Hi. I love me some art um I've been trying to overhaul the art in our house a little bit because a lot of my walls are donned with photography work at the moment, which is fine. I mean, my husband loves my photography, bless him. Oh, we all do. And he's like, oh, but I I like that our house is full of your work. Whereas I'm like, it's a bit like, you know, when you cook a meal, a meal never tastes as good unless it's cooked by someone else. Mm-hmm. And I feel that about seeing my own art on the walls. I'm like, eh, it just doesn't do it for me. So I have been investing in commissioning artists to do some works. And there's one that I'm about to commission. She's a local artist. I really was passionate about finding someone in the Northern Beaches specifically. So her name is Tegan Franks. Her Instagram is at by.tegan, T-E-G-A-N. Um, I am obsessed with her works. She lives oh, in the Northern Beaches. I know her. Yeah. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah. I think um,
1: our friend has one of these. Yes, Juz, that's yeah. where I saw
0: it. I contacted Juz, I was like, whose work is that? I want one. Is she
1: going to put your family in Yeah, there? she's going to put oh,
0: our family in the it. picture. I think her work is incredible. And if you want to see a new artwork that I'm about to get commissioned, or the style or the vibe at least, obviously this is going to be an original piece, but to get the feel for it, go and check out her Instagram. Yay! Okay. Cue the outro. One <sighs> of these days
1: we'll have an outro to our podcast. I don't know what we're doing anymore.
0: (laughs) We just need to stop.